Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about a lie that's been programmed into you since birth, whether you realize it or not, how much it's affecting your business growth and what we can do about it. Let's get started. You have a B2B small business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about how important your role is as a business owner. And today, I want to talk about a roadblock that a lot of entrepreneurs have faced, and that's how we view sales and the sales profession in general. And I don't mean academically, I mean subconsciously. First of all, let's talk about sales in general. You know, without uh, sales, there's really no economy, no business, no products, no services, and no money in your pocket without salespeople. You know, so instead of despising them, we ought to thank every salesperson we meet for the conveniences that we have every day. And to take it further, you know, sales uh, is misperceived by a lot of entrepreneurs because really every entrepreneur, in fact, you know, every person in, in real life uh, is a salesperson. And we fool ourselves into thinking we aren't sales personalities or we're afraid of selling. And it's just because of the programming that we've received in our society. You know, if we own a business, you know, it's likely either that you started as a solo actor with very few employees. And particularly in those early stages, you had to go out and find business. You did that either in person, over the phone, online or whatever. But you were selling and you had to use your influence to help people, uh, someone pull the trigger and buy. You know, you may not do it yourself uh, that frequently anymore, but I guarantee you've done it. And you're still doing it. If you have employees, you're selling to them. And, you know, sales is really, uh, you know, this misperception. It's it's not about convincing anyone or even persuading them of something. You know, it's about guiding them and helping them make a decision if your product or service is a good solution for them. You know, most, you know, humans naturally have a hard time making decisions. And we need to be there to give them the courage to make a change if that's the right thing for them. And you really believe that. If you know they don't want or need your product, you're not a sales professional. You're a scam artist. And if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you aren't. So let's take this a little bit further. You know, Tony Robbins has got a awesome program called Mastering Influence, which is really a program about how to sell. I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's a fantastic program. But, you know, when I first listened to it, I thought, well, why didn't he just call it a sales mastery or something? Because that's what it seemed to be about. But as I thought about it and spent more time with the program, I, I realized that it really is about mastering influence in all aspects of your life. And we all have influence on our spouse, our children, uh, friends to help them take the steps necessary to grow. Selling is the, the proper way uh, is no different than or less value than selling or influence your children to clean the room, for example. So if you accept this premise that sales is really about life and about influence, why do we as entrepreneurs and sales professionals sometimes hesitate to ask for the order or approach that new prospect or make that follow-up call? And I think it's because somehow through decades of negative media bombardment, bad sales trainers, and a few bad apples, our society has gotten this idea that someone in sales is sleazy, unethical, greedy, you know, something, you know, that you do if, you know, if you can't be a doctor or lawyer, it's kind of a low-end profession. You know, have you ever seen the, the classic original Wall Street movie back in the 80s? You know, it's a, one of my favorite movies of all time. And at one point, the character of, of Bud Fox is 
fa- uh, father is talking to, to Bud and basically says, you know, geez, why did you get into this stockbroker racket? You could have been a union laborer like me instead of being a salesman. You know, you could have built something instead of uh, making a living off the buying and selling of others. You know, and of course, the, the movie never indicates that this is an uneducated insult to real sales professionals. And this is an example of where our society teaches about sales. And I, I think it's totally wrong, just like the perception of business owners that I talked about in the last episode. If it's true that, you know, sales is a profession you only do if you can't do anything else, uh, it adds nothing to society and is just filled with greedy people out to get their own. I mean, how do you think that affects you subconsciously? I mean, when we're trying to get over the, the fear of making that call or asking for the order, if your inner subconscious is telling you that you aren't doing an ethical thing and you aren't providing a ton of value to someone, how do you success, how successful do you think you're really going to be? And I believe that this subconscious train of thought is exactly why so many salespeople fail when it comes to real selling and never have any real significant success. You know, unfortunately, this idea has been drilled into our psyche from birth, at, at least in the U.S., our education system tells students to study hard so you can be a doctor, lawyer, and so on. And if you don't, don't, you'll end up digging ditches or being one of those low-life salespeople. Right before I recorded this podcast, I was watching my pastor deliver his weekly sermon online, you know, now that thanks to the coronavirus, not in person. And, you know, this is in no way meant to criticize him as he was making a very valid point, a very biblical point. But he was talking about how in, in the past, you know, there may have been times in all of our lives and our jobs where we did something that was maybe unscrupulous or unethical or cutting corners. And, you know, and so what was the example he used? He said, well, maybe you're in sales and you exaggerated or told someone something that wasn't true about what you were selling, you know, and on the surface, again, this is a hit on salespeople, but it's really not true. I mean, I understand what he means and what he was getting at, but I think his language was a little imprecise, And but it's a very common misconception in our society, and, and it's been accepted. You know, in my mind, uh, all the negative things that people have in their minds about sales, like a salesman not being honest or ethical, you know, those ideas are being projected onto sales professionals when it's not accurate. As far as I'm concerned, if you're over-promised, puff, exaggerate, or, or worse, you're not a sales professional. You're a con artist. And that sounds pretty harsh, and I'm sure all people in sales have slipped up and had an occasion where they didn't do the right thing. So I'm not talking about the few times there. I'm talking about, quote, you know, salespeople who use unethical and unscrupulous language as a way of selling on a daily basis. This mindset's hard to overcome, and, and most of us never do. You know, even if they're successful in sales, you know, eventually, it takes a lot of time, and they're still in the back of their minds. Uh, you know, I guarantee it's in, in the back of the minds of your family and friends. I mean, they not, may not view you as a con artist or you salesman, but I do believe that most of them probably look at you as if, you know, you probably add less to society than a doctor, lawyer, or a, quote, other professional. You know, this doesn't mean they're bad, but just because obviously like you, they have, you know, even though they love you, they have the same programming as, as a lot of people in our society. You know, regardless of your opinion about religion, uh, and, and this is not really up for dispute if you want to get factual on it, uh, it's actual fact that the founders of this country uh, were actually are generally Christians who believe in the Bible and God. Whether you believe what they did or not is irrelevant. That's not what I'm talking about. The point is that our country was founded um, and the government created and culture at that time uh, and for hundreds of years was largely created by Judeo-Christian influences. You know, after we we have certainly become much more diverse and that religious influence and those ideas are, are still implanted in our psyche, though, as a society. It's funny, I, you know, I talked about this concept a little bit in the episode on money and you know, but a lot of us have religious programming that affects this, you know, as well. I, you know, if you see money as bad or even neutral, in my opinion, uh, you're misunderstanding the Bible for one. But, 
you know, you're also likely to believe that selling is bad, that the Bible shows instances of, you know, merchants, i.e. salespeople cheating others, you know, and uh, chastises people for that. And, but it's actually not true because uh, again, I think they're misinterpreting things. They, if you go back to the Old Testament, you can see, you know, example of, you know, the prophet Elijah was talking about sales, uh, a lady who had lost her husband and incomes destitute, you know, and comes to him and says, you know, what do I do? I have no way to make a living. And in those days, uh, you know, without a husband, she was really going to starve to death. And so what does he tell her? You know, he says, get out that extra olive oil you have and take it to the market and sell it and basically turn it into a business and income. He doesn't say go work for somebody else, you know, get a job. And, you know, and he also doesn't say go be a scumbag and lower yourself and get a job as a salesperson. Why is that? Because sales is one of the most noble, if not the most noble profession in our society. So why is sales so important? You know, the simple answer is if nothing gets sold, absolutely no economic activity is done. This means there's no delivery of goods and services to people, no food other than what they can grow themselves, no shelter other than what they can build themselves, nothing. Absolutely nothing gets done and no value is given to people, no lives are changed for the better. Okay, so let's say you buy into the concept, uh, you know, you know, agree with uh, the premise uh, is that's one thing. But, you know, how do we as business owners and sales professionals actually change what we think about sales? Well, like most solutions to problems, the first step is realizing you have a problem. So you have to look at yourself and question your subconscious beliefs. Deep down, do you have any hint of fear in the sales process? If it's so, it's likely you have some false beliefs that need to be addressed. The next step in, in my mind is to start catching yourself when you feel that fear into the sales process. You know, you feel hesitation when picking up the phone and that sort of thing. Remind yourself the value that you're giving the person on the other end of that transaction. You know, in any influence situation, congruency is critical for success. You know, if in the back of your mind, you haven't convinced yourself that you're a value, valuable part of delivering value to your customers, you know, it's going to come across to the customer and they will pick that up. Even if you don't say it, you know, they'll say to themselves, why should I buy from this person when they clearly aren't even convinced that it's the right thing for me? That's why when you do the old, you know, you wouldn't want to buy anything, would you? You know, they don't buy unless they're desperate for the product or maybe they feel sorry for you. So the most important thing you need to do is work on your own beliefs before you can influence someone else. Once you're convinced that what you're doing is noble, that you're providing value and the other person needs what you're selling, the sales becomes easy. The other person will see it, you know, and it comes right across. I mean, you can see this over and over in good sales trading. You know, um, Jordan Belfort, you know, famous for his sort of, you know, app, act with absolute certainty when speaking to a prospect. You know, that's step one in his system. And, you know, although it's tough to act with 100% certainty if you don't believe in it. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up here. But, uh, you know, some takeaways from this episode. You know, again, every one of us, especially entrepreneurs or salespeople, whether you realize it or not, or you want to admit it. As a, as a society, we've been programmed to look down on salespeople as if it's, you know, a second rate profession and we should feel guilty for asking for the sale. But really, sales is the single most critical and important profession that exists. Without it, you know, for instance, doctors can't save people's lives because they don't have the tools and they can't even buy food for themselves because they'd be out hunting for their own food if it weren't for a salesperson. You know, you have to work on your subconscious beliefs as an entrepreneur and a salesperson. And I guarantee you if they're there if you grew up in this country. You may not believe it consciously, but it's probably there in the back of your mind. So realize how this program has affected you and constantly check on yourself, you know, especially in moments of fear or hesitation. You know, and that's, that's when you got to remind yourself of the value that you're giving away. You know, if you're convinced that you're in a noble profession and adding to people's lives, others will be convinced too and your sales will skyrocket. So that's all I have today. I hope uh, some of this was helpful and hope you have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening today. 
I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.